you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano, joined, as always, by my pal, Graham Barfield, a.k.a. the Fantasy Viper. And how are we feeling today, man? Like, the tryptophan sort of worn off? You good to go? Like, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. I ate a ton, uh, like everybody, I'm sure, and uh-huh. uh, watched some pretty mediocre football, like everybody else, I'm sure. We're going to get into that. <laughs> we are going to get into that. Um, the food wasn't mediocre, though. Yeah, food. I had about like what I think we had twelve people at our place yesterday. You know, so like between trying to cook and like watching the games, uh, and you know the kids running around and the dogs running around, uh, it was a little bit hectic, uh, but always fun. But we're back at the grind here today. And uh, first, I want to go over some of these games and uh, not going to get too deep in- into the weeds here. But there were some surprising performances, and we'll start off in Detroit, where somebody named David Blau was Blau. <laughs> so, so I have Kenny Galladay in three leagues. Sure. I benched him in every. Yeah, I think I think most people did. If you um, bench Kenny Galladay this morning and you feel bad about yourself, like 
You probably shouldn't. I still feel bad about myself. Um, I, I had good replacements, but I, boy, I tell you, he went 158. I mean, that, but that's been this, that's been this season though. Just weird, weird crap has happened all season long. And Galladay has 25.8 points. Uh, I think that's more points than he had in the two games with, with Jeff Driscoll combined, probably. And right. um, so if, if you didn't if you didn't play Galladay, uh, you weren't giving thanks. If you did, you look smarter than a lot of people out there. I mean, Marvin Jones ha- had a decent fantasy game. Bo Scarborough got continued to get most of the touches. He's not getting any looks as a, as a receiver, so he's very one-dimensional. And if he doesn't get into the end zone, uh, he's not going to help you. On the other side, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky had another good game against Detroit. I guess if Trubisky played against the Lions every week, he'd probably be Tom Brady. Right. Um, David Montgomery, who I really liked, had a very strong game. Uh, averaged almost five yards a carry. Had a touchdown catch. Uh, Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson both putting up pretty good numbers as well. This is, uh, for what it's worth, this is Anthony Miller's third straight good game. A guy he's, that he's kind of broken out here. A guy that a people bit. need to pick up yeah. off the waiver wire uh, heading into Week 14, assuming that you're going to uh, make as, your playoffs. As a uh, very happy, or I shouldn't say very happy. Uh, as an Anthony Miller owner in many dynasty leagues, there I am go. happy. That yeah, you got to be happy about that. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to this garbage that happened in Dallas yesterday. <laughs> um, and I, I'm sorry, like Jerry Jones, you know, the, I guess denial is not just a, a river in Egypt, right? Because what he said after the game, whatever, dude, you, you don't want to win. Um, anyways, so. From a fantasy perspective, we had some good performances, right? Josh Allen was great again. He, guys, uh, he's he's almost at the point where he's matchup proof. Now, I don't know if I'm going to say that when he's playing the Patriots, but I said almost at the point where he's matchup proof. Uh, rushed for a touchdown, threw a touchdown pass, and how about the Cole Beasley revenge game? Oh, wow, yeah. I know he went absolutely uh, went absolutely nuts yesterday. Yep, good for In him. Jerry World. Yep, good uh, for him. Had, that's probably his best game of the season, right? I mean, it, oh, it's got to be. And uh, 23 fantasy yeah, points it's has to be. His best game of the uh, John Brown, I mean, salvaged his game by throwing a touchdown pass, but again, we, the Cowboys. We were kind of, we kind of called that. The Cowboys yeah. just are very stingy on opposing number ones. Uh, you, you should keep mind of that moving forward. Uh, Devin Singletary had had a touchdown catch on the John Brown fake uh, that ended up being the touchdown pass for Brown, and on the Dallas side. Uh, Dak Prescott had like the weirdest 355 yard passing game ever because he had what, two turnovers uh, and he ended up still scoring over 20 fantasy points, uh, which, you know, I talked about like people were like, oh, Bill's defense. I hadn't played anybody, guys. And I get it. A lot of this was garbage time. It all counts. Uh, Amari Cooper had eight catches, although after the game, uh, our Jane Slater reported that he's going to have an MRI. So great news. Uh, great news. If, uh, if, if you're got- a Cowboys fan even further, that's just not not bueno. Yeah. It's, it's no good. At least they have another week to kind of get well, no, right we here. Play, but they play on Thursday, Thursday against the Bears. Right. So he's got, you know, six days to get uh, to get healthy here. So uh, Michael, Michael Gallup had a stinker. Yeah, Michael Jason Gallup was had a, little, a good game. Yeah, Gallup was a little disappointing yesterday. I thought he'd have a really good game, you know, running opposite of yeah. Mark Cooper. Uh, but but really, really, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was kind of the weirdest 350-plus yard game ever. I mean, yeah. Cooper had a solid game for fantasy. Obviously, didn't score, but other than that, it was, good. It was pretty much just spread it around for, yep. uh, for Dak. And Zeke had a, a phenomenal game with seven catches, uh, over 60 yards as a pass catcher, another 71 as a rusher. So Zeke sort of, uh, you know, rounding, rounding in a form uh, earlier in the season. He was kind of, and now we're starting to see Zeke. Now let's get to the Saints game in Atlanta, okay? This game may have may have ticked me off more than the Cowboys losing. Actually, I want the Cowboys to lose out because I'm just I want Garrett out. But um, I so a lot of people were frustrated with Matt Ryan, including myself. And you and I had this conversation. Right. 
I, I just didn't like him. I mean, offensive line, and he just doesn't look right. And there was a lot of times he ended up with what sixteen points, so not great. But I mean, there were the, his offensive line was trash. Yeah, he got Matt Ryan got no. He help got last crushed, game. and then of course no Julio Jones, which didn't help matters. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a big game, eight catches for ninety-one yards. Uh, Devonta Freeman came back and really didn't do very much. Russell Gage, as long as Julio's going to be out, is certainly worth a look off the waiver wire. I think a lot of people had already picked him up, but if he's out there. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with Julio next week, he could be worth a look. But let's talk about the Saints. Now, now, Atlanta's defense as a whole has been bad this year, right? I mean, they had the two weeks where they were really tough, you know, one, one against Carolina and actually against the Saints, too. Drew Brees, okay, and he had, the, he had a good game against, against the, the Bucks, but Drew Brees was not good in this game, okay, from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. He was outscored 18.5 to 11.3. By Taysom Hill. Wow. Yeah. Taysom Hill had seven more points than his starting quarterback. Taysom Hill was a uh, a wide receiver on some daily sites yesterday, too. Yeah. Now, some people, some people were on that. Breeze. Good on them. Has had fewer than 12 points in two of his last four. He's got the Niners coming up next. And I don't know that I would trust him. Uh, and then he's got the Colts. And then on the road, outdoor road game, Tennessee. Drew Brees is not a must-start. Drew Brees, uh, he hurt you. He hurt you uh, this week. Um, Alvin Kamara was 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 not great either. Uh, he he busted off a couple of good runs, but he had twelve points. Yep. Like this it, is now his seventh straight game without a touchdown, which is just so bizarre for him. Uh, and he, Michael Thomas, worst game of the year. My, Michael Thomas, right now, and and of course we've only had three games. Uh, he got outscored yesterday by Cole Beasley, Anthony Miller. Russell Gage and Christian Blake. Yeah, okay. Christian, Christian Blake. Christian Blake was the guy that had to run out there because Julio uh, yes. couldn't play. So, and yeah, I can't I, kill I Michael mean, Thomas. He's look, great, but this was a bad, yeah. bad performance yeah. by the Saints offensively. In, in a know, he had eight targets. He had a bad drop too uh, out there. But Drew Brees only had to throw thirty times last night. I mean, they just—it was a really weird game script and the fact that like. You know, they were ahead. Then they had all those three straight three. You see those three straight onside recoveries that Atlanta. I has. know. Atlanta Young Hoku needs to, like, have a camp on. on uh, yeah, right. Onside kicks because he and that, that's another guy. Like, and I know we're talking about kickers, whatever. But like, I think he had I think he had around eight fantasy points in this game. Yeah, he he could have had a huge yeah, game. He missed two kicks. He could have had a game. huge. Honestly, game. the Falcons were. I mean, <laughs> if they. Bro, Will Lutz had 17 points. Yeah, Will, Will Lutz had a monster. Don't tell me kickers game. don't matter. Sorry, Jake. Love yeah. you. Yeah, kickers matter. Four huge kicks there. But yeah, yeah, really, the Saints just didn't have to do too much yesterday. I mean, Latavius Murray, again, only got four touches. Yep. Uh, he's been total dust when Alvin Kamara is out there. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was it. I mean, Jared Cook was, was solid. Yep. He, had a, he ripped off that big play. But that was that was really it on the Saints side. Just uh, just they didn't have to do very much on offense. If you had night. their defense, though, uh, nine, nine sacks, nine, nine sacks. sacks. You got two picks and a fumble, too, which is great. 16 fantasy points. Pretty good huge there. So. Game. All right. Uh, that's all for Turkey Day. Let's get into the week 13. Matchup starting with the Titans and the Colts. And now that we're, you know, deep into the weather months, let's put it that way, uh, Graham and I want to go through the weather issues in each of these games. No weather issues. Obviously, this game is in a dome, so it matters not. Um, The injuries here, uh, big story that that broke yesterday T.Y. Hilton's setback, not playing this week. Yep, T.Y. Hilton's out, and, and the Colts are just going to be really, really short on offensive skill position players this week. Not only is Hilton out, Eric Ebron is placed, was yep. placed on injured reserve last week with, I guess he's got to have surgeries on both of his ankles, which, Fabs, I don't know about you, but that just sounds 
absolutely horrible. Yeah, that sounds miserable. Uh, so, look, the Colts are going to be down Hilton. They're going to be down Ebron. I- I'm expecting. They're Jeff- down Marlon Mack. Yeah. We already know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a huge touch load for, for Jonathan Williams. And I'm also expecting Jack Doyle to operate sort of as their, yep. as their number one wide receiver. We'll see if they get Paris Campbell back, too. Their slot man, he's been out with a hand injury over the last month or so. But um, really, I don't think it matters too much. Really, the only Colts you can play in fantasy this weekend are, are Williams and Ebron. Or, uh, uh, Jack and Doyle. Doyle. Right. Jack Doyle. Matt Money Smith would love that one. Um, and then on the Tennessee tie, Delaney Walker uh, is done. Johnny Smith, I mean, he hadn't really been doing that much lately. Yeah. Uh, he's more of a desperation play. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's been great. I, I don't know if I necessarily love the matchup, but he's been so good. You could consider using him. I get it. A.J. Brown had a big game last week. I simply don't trust him. Uh, not against the Colts earlier this year. was held at next to nothing you know, the targets, by Indianapolis. The, so. the targets are the biggest problem here for the Titans side. Is like they, They're obviously a run-first team. This team, they want to you know, get Derrick Henry the ball 15 to 20 times per game at a minimum and there's just not enough volume to go around here yep. i mean Corey davis uh has seen five or fewer targets in seven of ten games this year aj brown has seen five or fewer in nine of eleven mm-hmm. so i mean there's just not enough not enough looks but i mean both of these guys are so so good yeah uh i mean if you don't know to start derrick henry we're not going to mention him then you probably uh should take up golf uh that's that's about it uh particularly percent uh a guy against i mentioned i all of his pass catchers are out i, I just can't i can't trust him in this game uh moving on Jets, Bengals in a uh, in a big time battle. I'm trying to make this game sound. No, this is it is. Yeah. From a fantasy perspective, from a fanny, you're right. From a fantasy perspective, it's it a pretty good game. It might not be that bad. Now, I would tell you this: uh, there's a chance there could be a little precipitation in this game, but. Right now, it looks like it's pretty clear from a weather perspective. Uh, injuries besides A.J. Green? Yeah, A.J. Green's not going to play. We don't need to talk about that. I'm really surprised at this over-under. The over-under in this game is at 41.5. The total in this game, it's like the third lowest on this slate, which is just bizarre because both of these defenses are just so brutally bad. I mean, the Jets can obviously stop the run, um, and, and that hurts Joe Mixon's fantasy value a bit, but he's got Andy Dalton back now. Yep. And I think this this whole Bengals offense, you know, with, with Mixon and Boyd, uh, they they can do a little bit of damage in the passing game uh, against the Jets here, and I actually think could this be a trap game like I, for I, the Jets kind of? Well, no? is it is it a trap game if you're terrible? Well, they <laughs> they winning games, no, man. Yeah, the, well, you know they're they I mean, so wait, they're wait, not wait, a wait. Great team, but they're winning games. Wait, it'd be a trap game for the Bengals because they're trying to lose. That's then. true. Yeah, yeah, That's they're true. they're trying to get that number one. Pick. Yeah, so I'm very interested to see what happens because when Joe Mixon uh, was in a backfield with Andy Dalton, he was averaging 10 points a game. Uh, with, with the rookie Finley, he was averaging over 14 fantasy points per game. Hopefully, they stick with the run. I wonder. Uh, that's but just... the Jets defense has been tough against the yeah. run, so I don't know that Mixon is a great play. He's probably a flex starter this week. Uh, I mean, if you want to go out and throw out Andy Dalton in a two QB league, be my guest. Um, you know, I, I guess he's an upgrade over Finley, right? Uh, in terms of the pass catchers, you know, I think Tyler Boyd will certainly see a little bit of uptick in value with Dalton back under center. I think you can start him uh, with a little bit more confidence, especially after what he did last week. Um, on the Jets side, Darnold is a big play this week. He's going to be a big play in DFS. He's going to be a big play in uh, traditional leagues where people are potentially looking for a quarterback. And Darnold's been great. Three straight games, over 21 fantasy points. Le'Veon's an obvious must-start. Jamison Crowder, interesting stat on this game. The Bengals get crushed by the slot. Crushed. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they've given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to receivers lined out wide. So don't chase the points with Robbie Anderson. 
Okay, if, if you're looking at Anderson and thinking, oh, man, big game. Uh, I mean, if you want to start him as a three yeah. or a flex, okay. But it's not guaranteed. The Bengals have actually been tough, even with Drake or Patrick down, uh, and now he's done for the season. They they actually haven't been giving up a lot of points to receivers lined out wide. Yeah, I, I think if you're desperate in like a deep league, I think Robbie Anderson and Demarius Thomas are in play just because the uh-huh. matchup is, is so, so good. But Crowder is by far the best start here, and Ryan Griffin. Yeah, no doubt about that. And then, uh, of course, uh, Jets defense is going to be very streamable in this contest. So uh, pick them up if you need to start a DST. Moving on, Redskins, Panthers, uh, and the latest weather here. Uh, Very small chance of rain, so this one should be good to go. What are we looking at for injuries? No real injury notes I have in this game. Uh, Chris Thompson has still been held out with his toe injury. He's been dealing with uh, for a while. I, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but Darius Geis, and Adrian Peterson have just been splitting snaps, splitting touches back there over the last couple of weeks, and it's just really hard to trust either of them, even though the matchup is great. But Fabs, really, the, the plays in this game are super straightforward. I mean, the Panthers' yep. defense is just incredible. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore must starts, and that's really kind of it. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking about Darius? Now, the touches really haven't been there to, for him to put up big no. numbers. He's still splitting the load with, with Adrian Peterson, but Carolina's really bad against the run. Yeah, they are really bad against the run. Geis' snaps did increase from in week 11 to week 12 from 31 to 43%, so at least there was an uptick in snaps, but look, I, I mean, Peterson has 19 carries to Geis' 17 over the last couple of weeks. I, I, I just really have no uh, interest trying to chase either of these Redskins backs, even yep. though the matchup is fantastic because we just really don't have a path to, you know, over 12 touches for guys. Yeah, uh, Terry McLaurin's uh, fantasy points have gone up in three straight weeks. They haven't been great. Uh, he would be better if, if Dwayne Haskins was a little more accurate. I, I still I could play him as a three or flex this week, but uh, not expecting a whole heck of a lot. So there's not a lot to like on the Redskins side. And as you mentioned, on the Panthers side, uh, you know, the obvious guys, DJ Moore, uh, McCaffrey's obvious and Greg Olson's going to be a top 10 play. Uh, but but the Panthers defense this week is my number one defense to go uh, into uh this this weekend slate of games because that is just a ridiculously good uh, matchup. All right, uh, moving on. This is the game of the week, and I'm surprised that the NFL didn't move this game. Right? I, I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like. Well, they kind of they kind of this this schedule is a little weird in the sense that obviously we have three Thanksgiving games and then the yeah. two the two sun, Sunday and Monday night games are pretty good. We got Patriots, Texans, and Vikings. Not Seahawks, as good as so. this one. We got 49ers, Ravens. Yeah. Now there is there is expected to be weather. Uh, in this game, guys. So so definitely want to keep tabs on that. Right now, uh, we're looking at a forecast that has a 90% chance of rain um, in Baltimore. So this could be a, uh, a quagmire, uh, if, uh, if you remember some of those old NFL films uh, shows out there. Th- this, is, this is a game that I'm not going to tell you to start Lamar Jackson if you don't know that already. Then, um, again, golf is a great hobby. But there, other than Lamar, you're going to start Mark Ingram. You're going to start Mark Andrews. You're going to start George Kittle. I mean, I'm not in on Garoppolo this week. I'm not in on Coleman this week. I'm not in on Emmanuel Sanders this week. I'm not playing the 49ers defense this week. I'm not playing the Ravens defense this week. I'm not playing Hollywood Brown this week. I mean, am I just nuts or no, you agree with me? I, I'm with you on that. I think the Ravens have been really straightforward. And look, if it does get a little wet uh, in this game, in 
I think it just actually helps the the Ravens' outlook even more. I mean, obviously, we know what they want to do. They they want to really uh, establish the run with with Ingram and and use Lamar Jackson as the playmaker, the the God mode quarterback that he is. And yep. this Niners run defense has really kind of started to struggle over the last eight weeks. They've given up the league's uh, ninth most yards per carry over the last two months at nearly five four point seven yards a clip. I, I I think this is just a another really great spot for for Ingram and Jackson. And really, the only question I have for the Ravens in this game is how many targets can we project? for Mark Andrews and and you know last week a little bit of the game script and the reason why Mark Andrews had a poor game was just because the you know the Ravens only had to throw a couple times Lamar and when Lamar yep. Jackson was throwing he was hitting Marquise Brown and right. Willie Sneed for touchdowns yep uh this week I think the target volume should pick back up for Andrews though uh injuries uh Matt Breed has uh, been getting in limited participation yeah. in practice maybe he'll be back you know, George Kittle still got the ankle Debo's got the shoulder Sanders has got the ribs are all expected to play uh, but keep tabs on their status on Sunday. What what are we doing with Manny and Debo in this game? I'm not playing Manny. Yeah, I'm not playing. I, I mean, Debo, I like him more. I feel like he's more of a flex, but I'd probably fade. Now, uh, Donny Pettis, um, apparently he's got he's got a knee injury as well. Um, he was barely playing. Though. So, so he's not really getting uh, too much attention there he was, in the Niners offense. He so, slipped. He slipped behind Kendrick Bourne. I'd rather have Debo. I yeah. mean, than Sanders at this point um, for, for this matchup. But especially if the weather is sloppy. I think that could that could make it tough yeah. uh, for either one of these offenses. I mean, this could end up being a, a more of a low-scoring game. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I can't wait to watch that game, though. I mean, you're, that, that's a potential Super Bowl preview, um, for sure. It, it really is. Moving on, uh, Bucks and the Jaguars playing down there in Duval County, and uh, the weather situation there looking pretty good. Um, no, no real rain uh, in the forecast. So it's going to be, you know, sunny and 80, which is typical for Florida. Any injuries that we should be looking at? It's a pretty clean game, I think. Right? Yeah, very clean game. Both sides are very healthy. And I think this this game is also really straightforward for fantasy, right? Yep. Because like the Bucks are, ob- I mean, obviously this Jags defense without Jalen Ramsey is just kind of middling at best. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, crush them. Right, middling at best through the air. And their run defense is really, really bad now. Yep. I mean, they have really started to fall apart, um, obviously, last week. Uh, was another indication this uh, this Jags run defense just cannot stop the run. They're now giving up 6.4 yards per carry yep. and 136 yards per game uh, to opposing backs over the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Jones, to me, is a great flex play in this game. And I think no, I like Ronald, too. I think really everything else is very straightforward. You're starting yeah. Evans, you're starting Godwin, you're starting Jameis. Starting Jameis. Uh, you know, and again, the Jags just gave up almost 40 points to, to Hannah, Tannehill a week ago. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get good Jameis every single week. It's a toss up. Uh, Nick Foles is, is a nice starter this week as a potential sleeper against the Bucks, who are awful uh, against the pass. We, we've seen that uh, all season long. Uh, DJ Chark is a must start. I think he's going to have uh, a real bre- rebound because last oh, yeah. week not much of a not much of a stat line. This, this is the perfect spot yep. to get to, get, to yep. have a bounce back game. You uh, get the Bucks at home. Yep. Didi uh, Westbrook uh, is a play for me as a three. Uh, the I like Chris Conley too. Have struggled against the slot, and he he's kind of like that dart throw. Yeah. You could throw him out there. So uh, Browns at Steelers. I wonder what's going to happen in this game because there was a game a couple of weeks ago between these two teams that was a little bit controversial. Anyways, let's get with the weather. Uh, about 15% chance of rain, so she, we should be pretty good there uh, at Heinz Field. The injuries, James Conner. Um, I don't know if he's coming back this season. I hope he does, but I don't know what's going on with him and that shoulder just can't get healthy. Juju Smith-Schuster uh, is going to be a question mark. We'll find out more about him. And right. then, uh, maybe David Njoku gets back this week. Uh 
Baker Mayfield, one of the hottest quarterbacks in fantasy football. Do you start him this week? Nope. Yeah. Nope. I think there's. I just think there's better streamers out there. I think I'd play Darnold over him. I'd play yep. Tannehill over him this Foles. week. Uh, the Steelers have just been really, really tough yeah. uh, uh, through the air over the last couple of weeks. Uh, just been one of the best secondaries in the league since they've traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. And and I think, yep. ba- yeah, I just think that's kind of Baker, you know, he, this year he's been a matchup based play. Yep. And this is not the right matchup to get him in your lineup. Exactly. Uh, the Steelers are giving up 12 fantasy points per game. The quarterbacks at Heinz Field. So uh, Baker's a fade. Better days will come because uh, he's got some better matchups coming up. Here's here's another interesting one real quick. Would you play Foles over Baker? Yes, I think so. Too. Yep, okay. I would. Um, also, also going into the, um, uh, the the Browns wide receiver situation, where Jarvis Landry has become a more reliable option than Odell Beckham Jr. And I feel like that end up that might end up being the case this week too. Uh, against the Steelers a few weeks ago, OBJ was eh, uh, and, and Landry had I believe 14 fantasy points. The Steelers struggled against the slot. Obviously, starting both of those guys, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, you can get those guys into your lineup as well. And uh, for, for the Steelers, a lot of question marks, right? Because uh, Duck Hodges is going to be starting and you're not sure what you're going to get out of him. Uh, James Washington, I feel like, is a dart throw this week. I don't know what's going on in that backfield, guys. I, yeah. if I, I'm not in the locker room. I, hell, Jalen Samuels could end up leading the team in touches this week. I have no idea. But what we saw last week was... It was all Benny Snell. Benny Snell. Benny the Snail. And then some guy named Kareth uh, White. Yep. Uh, who look, got some touches as well. I, so, I, honestly, guys, I mean, I, it's hard to predict. I do not think there's a single Steelers player you can trust in fantasy this week. I mean, even, even if Juju gets cleared to play, he did get cleared through concussion protocol, but he's still dealing with that knee injury, and I'm not sure he's going to practice on Friday. Uh, today, look... It, I guess you can play Benny Snell as like a deep league flex. He did get 21 of the 31 running back carries last week as the Steelers kind of made that change. There's just no guarantee. But there's, that exactly. The there's just no guarantee. Know. And if the Steelers get behind in this game, which they very well could, we have no idea who's going to be on the field. Yeah. Uh, I guess it would be Jalen Samuels, but I I don't feel comfortable about that either. It, it's tough, man. It, it, it really last week really just it, that was a mess. We all thought we kind of knew what was going to be going on with Jalen Samuels, uh, with James Conner out, and that didn't happen. Maybe it reverts back to Jalen Samuels. We just don't know. Right. Uh, So uh, start any Steelers running backs with extreme caution. All right, Packers and Giants. uh, Now, Nabil, I I wanted to wait to bring you in here because you are the resident Packers guy, and your team got crushed, okay, like an Italian grape, all right, by an old lady. Smashed. Well, it was you, tough to watch. Yeah. You just absolutely yeah. ended Nabil's day, didn't you? No, no, no. it's it's a new no, week. You know, the NFL's week by week. <laughs> I want everyone around here to suffer like I am because the Cowboys stink and whatever. Um, so what are we thinking about the Packers this week, buddy? The one thing now, I, I I'm on record. I love Rodgers this week. Here's the one issue. It's supposed to rain. It's supposed to rain in New Jersey, New York, tri-state area. Uh, you're talking about about 75 percent chance of rain. A little wind. Wait, Rogers can play in the ice. He can play in the snow, so I think he can play in the rain. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so so your prediction for this Four, game? T- four TDs for Rogers. Ooh! You're such a homer. I saw Sam Darnold uh, went off on them, so, you know. This is, an, this is an amazing You're such matchup. a homer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Injuries, though, real quick. Uh, Evan Ingram's not going to play again. Uh, Gold- unlikely to play. Golden Tate. Yeah, Golden Tate's out, too, man. So, Giants are I mean, so thin right so now. So Darius Slayton becomes right. interesting. Sterling Shepard becomes interesting. Man. So, I mean, uh, this should be a Saquon game for the Giants. The Packers, uh, if they have a weakness on defense, it's it's stopping the run. So Saquon if, should smash I, I w- this game, I was would just think. Gonna, I was just going to say, if Saquon does not get right in this matchup, yeah. At home against this Packers run defense that we we've been picking on all year. No Evan Ingram, no Golden Tate. 
Uh, th- this is just a monster spot for Saquon Barkley. And yeah. I know he's yep. really disappointed this year. Definitely has not lived up to the first or second overall pick that you drafted him as. But I, I think we'll see that Saquon ceiling of old come back to life here in this game. And you know what, Fabs? I really like Sterling Shepard in this game, too. Yeah. No Tate and Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two guys, Ingram and, and Tate, have comprised to see like 30, over 30% of the Giants' targets this year. Yep. Sterling Shepard is going to get all the volume here. And, and you mentioned Darius Slayton, too. He's a nice little sleeper. Yeah. Uh, again, Packers side, like keep tabs on the weather. But but Rodgers is a really good play, all things being equal, because the Giants are awful against uh, against the past. Aaron Aaron Jones was a stinker last week. He'll bounce back. Devontae Adams is obviously a most start jimmy graham should be on your bench if not the waiver wire mason crosby is a good play if you need a kicker but again keep tabs on the weather if it's windy if it's wet fade them okay i don't want to deal with that sort of scenario when i'm starting a kicker especially if i'm streaming a kicker packers defense is a really good play as well because daniel jones turns the ball over a ton uh eagles dolphins where the weather should be much nicer you know what's not nice though is this eagles injury situation because they yeah, are dude. so banged up yep. look zach Ertz, i guess injured his hamstring in practice this week he did not practice both apparently on- he's been dealing with the hamstring and he's been playing through okay. it okay well that's good so, clarification to know yeah he yeah, did not practice yeah. on wednesday or thursday I-, I guess he's gonna get into limited practice today on friday but it seems like he's trending towards a true game time yeah. call D- jordan- jordan peterson did say that zertz uh will resume practice on friday yeah i saw that too yeah. uh, jordan yeah. howard still has not been cleared for contact he's yep. been in limited practice for the last Makes two weeks Miles sanders a nice play and and then alshon jeffrey and nelson aguilar i did see that they most likely going to play but they're both really banged up so yep. it's just man it's it the eagles are just really falling apart and yep. you know obviously they they've got to get a win now uh they're <laughs> this is a perfect time to get a win uh on the road in miami yep and their defense is playing very very well we'll get to that in a second but yep. What do we do with Carson Wentz this week with all of these injuries? I don't know. So here, here's the thing. If Zach Ertz is active and Alshon Jeffrey is active, I'm playing him. Okay, Nelson Aguilar, whatever. Whatever, yeah. But if, if he's got his top two options in the passing game out there healthy and playing, I think, or, or at least close to yeah. healthy, then I, then I like Wentz. Okay, last week I liked Wentz against the Steelers, against the Seahawks, because the matchup was really good. Now, when, when we saw what the weather was like, and we saw that, you know, he was down two of his, you know, top three or four pass catchers. Uh, then I was like, eh, maybe I don't like him as much now because it's really hard to, to you know, be throwing passes to your, you know, your, your fourth and fifth string wide receivers right. as, as your ones and twos. Right. But if he's got Alshon in there, if he's got Ertz in there, it looks like Ertz is going to be fine. Uh, Alshon did practice in full on Wednesday. Uh, so keep tabs on that. But I, I think he's I think he's in play for me. Uh, assuming his guys are healthy, Miles Sanders is in play for me. Uh, that's uh, clearly he hasn't done as much with the volume as we had hoped. But I mean, Miami's defense is uh, Miami's yeah, defense Sanders, is not good against the Sanders run. had a good game, a decent game last week. Didn't score, but he had a decent game. Yeah, Eagles defense is a streaming option. Obviously, oh, yes. Jake Elliott uh, is is a guy that you can play this week as well. He just got a, a big new contract. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to him. Now on the Dolphins side of the ball, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You may look at this matchup and think, wait a minute, the Eagles are really tough on quarterbacks. I wouldn't play. Fitzpatrick. That's not the case, okay? They are night and day, home and road. It's it's actually one of the one of the odder trends that's gone on this year from a fantasy perspective when you're looking at the matchups. Now, the Eagles at home are giving up fewer than 11 points per game. On the road, they're giving up almost 22. So I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is out of the out of the question as a two QB. Super flex option. Yeah, he's week. he's not in two QB leagues, but I, you know you noted the the Eagles are playing the Eagles play really good uh, on at, 
at home versus the road, but yep. their defense has really tightened up over the last couple of months. I mean, they've gotten their entire secondary back healthy. Finally, Ronald Darmy, uh, Jalen Mills, all these guys are back healthy, all playing at the same time. And it's kind of started to show up uh, with their results. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, the Eagles have allowed the eighth lowest pass rating the, and the league's fourth lowest passing success rate. And obviously we know their front seven can get after it. So Fabs, I, I think I'm pretty much fully fading the Dolphins this week. I think you can play Devontae Parker as like a receiver. Parker, three. yeah. Parker, I still, uh, I like him. But I think, I think the Dolphins are a complete full fade this week because I think the Eagles can really overwhelm them defensively. Little update here. The Giants have ruled out Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, Rhett Ellison, and Jabril Peppers this week. So they're going to be down uh, a few of their big-time passing uh, weapons. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, if you need Darius Slayton or, 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 or Sterling Shepard, they're probably out there in a lot of leagues. So go out and pick them up. Uh, moving on, Rams at Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to win this game. Ooh, I do, wow. I do. I think the Cardinals are going to win this okay. game. I think the Rams are done. Like, they, they, showed, they showed their belly last week. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah, well, now, if you, if they you showed something. If, if, if you don't know what that expression means, is that they rolled over. Yeah, they showed something. They well. rolled over last week, and I really feel like they're going to lose this game, and it's going to be over. So, injuries. Gerald Everett is day-to-day. He's dealing with a knee. Right. And it stinks because this is a great matchup. You don't get a better matchup as a tight end when, than when you play in the Cardinals. So, if he is out, Tyler Higbee becomes a guy that you could potentially use uh, and grab off of the waiver wire. What are we looking at with Chase Edmonds? Yeah, Chase Edmonds, I, you know, I think he's going to come back and play in this ham, uh, off this hamstring injury. Unfortunately, though, David Johnson, man, like he might be their number three running back this week. Can't play him. Uh, you cannot play David Johnson at all. I tweeted it earlier this week. Like I'm pl- you have to play dudes like Naheem Hines over David Johnson now, which just, it's, it sucks, man, which which really yeah. does suck. I, yeah. I'm not expecting Johnson to be uh, to be on the field very much this week. I think we can expect Kenyon Drake to start Chase Edmonds and DJ yep. to mix in. But uh, but man, so what you know, I know a lot of people have dropped Jared Goff and for good reason. I mean, obviously, Jared Goff is probably not on many teams in like 10 team leagues, but this yeah. is just an amazing spot for the card. I don't even Cardinals. have him in my top 15. Mm. I, I, dude, I can't. I get it. I, I mean, I get it. The matchup's good. The, all of his pass catchers are back healthy, too. Bro, now. I don't trust him. I, I don't trust I don't, him either. But, that, all of his I mean, pa- there's no way you can trust him. I'm not saying we can trust him. But, I mean, the Rams are – this is just an, an amazing matchup. If Goff doesn't put up at least, like, 18 fantasy points this week, then then there's – I'm not really even sure what to say. I mean, I, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it, man. I, I, I'm, Jared Goff is dead to me. I think I think I would play. I know I would play Darnold and uh, and Tannehill over Goff, but like Foles versus Goff is really close because I think their range of outcomes is very very similar. Yeah. Um, well, I hear you though. It's very tr- it's very very tough to trust Goff this week. Like, could you play? Extremely tough. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously play Goff over Brissett. You can play over over Mayfield, but it's it's uh. Yeah, yeah, I have him over the. I, I, but I, listen, you're you're playing with fire, guys. You're yeah. playing with fire. Uh, you're playing with fire with all with all the Rams. I I do like I do like Gurley. I get it. He was bad last week in the stat sheets. It wasn't his fault. It was game script. They were trying to get him the ball. He played on his, uh, a season high ninety six percent of the offensive snaps. That is the one thing you take as a positive from that game. That he is back to being the guy in that backfield. The whole plan was what, rest him, limit him during the first half of the season and you gear them up towards the end when you're making your playoff run. It looks like that's what the Rams are doing. I don't trust any of their wide receivers except for Cooper Cup. I mean, Robert Woods, I guess you could potentially use him as a three. Uh, the matchup is good. I'll tell you what, man. I, I just uh, the, the Rams scare I, me right I, now. I they th- just scare me. Yeah, sure. They scare me, too. And, and Jared Goff scares me, too. But 
I I think I have a little bit more confidence in at least their pass catchers of all three of them having good games because yep. the Cardinals are just so trash, man. Like they're giving up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing receivers lined out wide and the second most <laughs> to, to opposing receivers lined out of the slot. I mean, they're literally the best matchup you could possibly have, giving up a 70% completion rate to receivers lined out wide and in the slot. I mean, this is just... This yeah. is just such a good, such a good matchup, and the Cardinals really don't rush like they cannot pressure the the passer that often. I mean, they have mm-hmm. one good pass rusher. I, I I hear you. I hear that Jared Goff. You can't trust Jared Goff, but I, I think we can play Cooks, Woods, and Cup relatively safely this week because okay. especially especially if Arizona keeps their foot on the gas and keeps the Rams throwing in this game because Kyler Murray is a must start, right? He's a must start uh, this week. I, he's matchup proof at this point. Yeah, yeah, you got to play him. Uh, what do you think about Christian Kirk though? I mean. We, we, we would kind of think he would get the Jalen Ramsey treatment this week, right? Oh, man, that's a tough call because Christian Kirk plays exclusively in the slot. The Cardinals run a ton of four receiver sets. Yep. I, I guess, I you know, if I had to, if, look, the Rams have been using Ramsey as a shadow piece. And if they were to say, okay, who are we going to take out in this game? It would be, it Christian, would be Christian Kirk. Yeah. And Ramsey can go into the slot. And they have been using him in the slot in this game. Uh, I, I think Kirk will see Ramsey, but, man, it, yeah, it, it's close. It's yep. close. I, I, you know, I, the matchup for me in this game, I, I think, comes down to like, you know, Kyler's going to th- probably throw a ton here. If Christian Kirk gets shut down, where is the volume going to go? Is this, I yep. mean, does it go to Fitz, I guess? Mm-hmm. Because somebody is going to go off in this game, and I'm having a hard time figuring out who it is if it's not going to be Kirk. Yeah, I don't have Kirk in my top 20 this week. I, I yeah. say he's a, he's a flex at best this week um and if he gets the the jalen ramsey treatment well that could be bad news for his fantasy owners um no weather in that game by the way because they're inside uh chargers at broncos now we just got a little bit of news here on this contest uh and and this scares the crap out of me if i have Cortland sutton uh, Drew Locke looks like he's going to start for the Broncos. I don't think you could have played Cortland Sutton this week anyway with Brandon Allen back there and especially now with Drew Locke back there. Right. So this was always going to. This was this was why I this told was, people to trade Cortland Sutton yeah. like four weeks ago. This was always Denver's plan, too, is to get Drew Locke off IR and see what they have in him because they have yep. to. They have they to. Have to. Yep. Uh, no, no weather issues in this game, although it would be nice for a little snow, but uh, it's, it's going to be too warm to snow there in Denver. So um, so let's talk about that. I mean. Is Cortland Sutton playable this week? Like, I mean, uh, am I, if I have Terry McLaurin and Cortland Sutton, who am I playing? McLaurin. I think so. I, I, I think there's, I mean, honestly, there's quite a few receivers I play over Cortland Sutton this week. I mean, not only do we not have uh, any idea of what type of passer Drew Locke is going to be. I mean, he was a second round 50 overall pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. And coming out, I, I was not a fan of Drew Locke's game yep. whatsoever. Um, not only does he have to deal with, with Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton is going to get, you know, he's going to see a good bit of Casey Hayward and Desmond King, who are yep. very, very good boundary corners in this Chargers pass defense. Where you attack L.A. is through the middle, and Cortland Sutton is exclusively running his routes almost entirely on the outside. Fabs, over the last eight weeks, the Chargers have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to opposing receivers aligned out wide. Only the Patriots have been better. 
I, there's no way you can play Sutton this week. Yeah, it's it stinks too because he's yeah. such a talented guy. Now I do think you can play Philip Lindsay with confidence. Agreed. Because they are going to give him the football. Oh yeah. And you know, he is a guy who's been getting about 60% of the snaps the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week I think it was about 56. So they're they're using him as more of a feature back than than Royce Freeman. And the Chargers are hot garbage against the run. So start Philip Lindsay uh, this week, no question about it. Chargers side of the ball, Philip Rivers should be dead to you. You don't want anything to do with him. I don't know what's going on with his arm. I don't know what's going on with his accuracy. He's got seven picks in his last two games. Uh, I mean, this guy is, is barely getting over 10 fantasy points lately. Uh, it, it's been an absolute disaster. So Rivers is a fade for me, especially in Denver. You don't want to mess with that Broncos defense against quarterbacks. I mean, the only quarterback that's done anything against them this year, if memory serves, is, is Kirk Cousins. That's yep. it. Yep. Uh, they've given up five touchdown passes to quarterbacks at home this year. So you don't want you don't want anything to do with him. Uh, Keenan Allen is still in play for me. Mike Williams is not. Hunter Henry is in play for me. The Chargers defense. Yep is in play for me as well yeah, definitely. against Drew Locke. And then Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are, are pretty obvious. Real quick, because it sounds like we have the same read on this game with Keenan. Um, I don't know if Chris Harris Jr. is going to shadow him because Chris Harris has been playing outside more this year. Right. Uh, they've been they, Chris Harris last year in, in previous years was exclusively a slot. I would player. expect him to be on Mike Williams more. I think so, too. Yeah. And, and that kind of that kind of helps out Keenan Allen's uh, Keenan Allen's um, projection here. I think I think we can play Keenan pretty safely. And I think he will be really low owned in DFS this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh Raiders and Chiefs, another uh a little AFC West battle here. Uh Chiefs coming uh looking to to continue uh <laughs> to destroy <laughs> the Raiders. Gonna, they are gonna go nuts. The Raiders looking to bounce back after getting crushed by the Jets. Uh the injuries in this game, we already know Hunter Renfro's banged up. Yep. Uh Damian Williams. We may be seeing a lot of LaShawn McCoy. I really hope, I really hope that, that Andy Reid gives gives uh Daryl Williams. Yeah, the ball. I really know, hope he does. You know, that's the thing. So Earlier this week, uh, there was a report, obviously, Damian Williams has not practiced all week. He, he does not look like he's going to play with that rib injury. Mm -hmm. But I read a report this week that the Chiefs want to try and get Darwin Thompson a few extra touches. No, and, and look, give it to Daryl Williams. I know, right? But at the same time, like, this just follows the MO of this Chiefs backfield all year. Like, there is not a clear-cut lead back here. Yep. I mean, I guess LaShawn McCoy, we can project him for maybe 12 to 15 touches in this game, but yeah. they're, they're going to get Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson involved here. That's my point. I still don't think you can trust any Chiefs back because Andy Reid and they're, they're, they might have a different game plan. They might play Darwin Thompson like 20 or 30 snaps this week. We don't know. Daryl Williams might get some run. We really don't know. So I don't really think we can trust anybody, but Fabs, this is just, uh, I mean, could you get a better matchup at home against the Raiders for, for Tyreek Hill? Patrick Mahomes is going to lead a lot of people into the playoffs, man. My Kelsey, goodness. Tyreek. I mean, this is, a, this is a crush spot for the Chiefs. Uh, there's a 5% chance of snow. Oh, it would be so nice. But um, weather should be okay there. Just a little bit cold. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are the only team that are implied to score over 30, uh, 30 points in Vegas this week, and I still don't know if that's enough. I think they're going to put up like 35. Or so I'm not playing Derek Carr. I'm playing Josh Jacobs because the Chiefs can't stop the run. I don't want Tyrell Williams. At this point, you're getting close to potentially dropping him. And, Dar uh, you know, Waller's, Waller's clearly a must-start because – well, tight end is sort of what it is. Chiefs are also so. doing a really good job uh, limiting boundary receivers, too. That also hurts Tyrell. R dude, so good. Yeah, they've been really good. So good against boundary receivers. Um, is Hunter, uh, I haven't read anything about Hunter Renfro. Is he going to play this week? Have we seen anything about that? The last that I saw on Hunter Renfro is that he's probably going to be out for a bit. Right. Um, I don't know that they, I don't know that they had placed well, him. He, yeah, he broke a rib and then punctured a lung. So, yeah, he's going <laughs> to, he's definitely going to be out yeah, for a little while. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I think, uh, 
I think Hunter is a guy that at this point, I mean, you're probably you're going to probably end up just dropping if you did have him. Yeah, um, he's he's, he's going to be out yeah. probably for at so, least a couple of weeks with right, that injury. Right. Uh, moving on, uh, your Sunday night game is Patriots at Texans. Big news in this game. Patriots signed Kai Forbath. <laughs> yeah, Nick Folk is donezo, man. I play. I played Nick Folk last week. In, oh, uh, Patriots kicker Kai Forbath, who's coming back and watch. He'll have like twelve points this week, right? Um, but you know, Patriots uh, injuries. What are we looking at with Mohamed Sanu and Philip Dorsett? Yeah, that's really the big thing this week. Is uh, last week Sanu and Dorsett both missed, and they had to roll out Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry. And I guess it worked. I mean, they won, but at the same time, they played a crappy team. The- <laughs> Well, they, they won- played a crappy team. They won the game, uh, and it was in the rain and, and everything. But like this Patriots offense, Fabs has just been so meh. Blah. Just what do you meh. think about Brady though? Because the Texans have not been good against quarterback. Right, so- and that's that's my biggest thing this week is like, okay, so they're dealing with all these injuries, right? Sanu and Dorsett are both questionable to play again this week. Um, I, I I just. Brady's just not had a ceiling. He has not had a ceiling since early in the year, and I'm just not entirely sure we can project one here either. I mean, I guess if Deshaun Watson and and uh, and the Texans, it just really for me this game comes down to this, Fabs. Uh-huh. Can Deshaun Watson and the Texans keep pace with the Patriots? Can they actually move the ball against mm-hmm. this Patriots defense? Because Bill O'Brien has been terrible against Bill Belichick. Terrible. I mean, Bill O'Brien has had no chance so that, at, at any point in his career so that this is, against Bill, this is, uh, Bill this Belichick. This is what I wanna, where, where I want to go with you. All right, We all know Graham Barfield's a smart guy. Um, eh, that's questionable. We, we, so so uh, Patriot side of the ball, um, you, you've, got, you've got Brady, who's got a good matchup, but he's not trustworthy. James White actually is a, fle- a decent flex play, although the last couple of weeks he hadn't done anything, but Houston struggles against pass-catching running backs. Sonny Michel... I don't know, man. I mean, even last week when he looked good, he had eight and a half points. It's not he's got to get into the end zone. Edelman's a must start. Now, Deshaun Watson, this is where I want to test you, my friend. Okay. I have Deshaun Watson in one of my leagues. I'm benching him. I have him on the bench for Kirk Cousins. Um I'm gonna play a little game of Watson or okay. you're gonna tell me who you're gonna start. Okay. Right, let's do it. Uh Sam Darnold or Deshaun Watson. Darnold. Cousins or Deshaun Watson? I just told you what I'm doing. Mm, Desha- oh God, I guess Deshaun. I, I guess, but I'm, it's so I'm, it's it's I'm, close. I'm going. I'm going with Cousins. Uh, Carson Wentz. Deshaun for sure. Tom Brady or Deshaun Watson. Mm, Brady, I think. Yeah, I actually kind of think I might like Brady a little bit more. That's that's close too. Nick Foles or Watson. Yeah, Watson for sure. Ryan Tannehill or Watson. Ryan Tannehill is the hottest quarterback in, I know. in the freaking league besides Lamar Jackson. You know, I actually have this call in a league where I was I was staring down Tannehill for Watson this week, and uh-huh. I, I think that that just shows you how close it is. Yeah. Patriots have given up nothing to quarterbacks. And, this you know, year. I, I mentioned, too, like nothing. Deshaun I Watson. mean, and good quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, who I, I crap on the Cowboys all the time. I mean, Dak Prescott's a, a very good fantasy quarterback. And so <laughs> so in two previous meetings and granted, both of them were in Foxborough for Deshaun uh-huh. Watson. This game is at home. Yeah. But in two previous meetings against the Patriots, Deshaun Watson combined in two games has completed 58 percent of his passes, three touchdowns, three picks. That's a 77 QB rating for five sacks and three fumbles. Yeah. I mean, this, this he's, is, he's gotten 40 yards rushing in both of these games, too. That's the thing is like if Sean Watson has a terrible day as a passer, which is very, yeah. very plausible in this game, yeah. he can more than make up for it on the ground. I mean, and you could make the argument that the Patriots haven't played a lot of great quarterbacks. They haven't. Dak is a very good quarterback. They gave up a monster game to Lamar Jackson. So you could make an argument that Watson remains uh, you know, a must start. 
It depends on what you have as an alternative. Um, Watson is not a must-start for me this week. I don't think he's a must-start either, but I, I'm still going to go back to him as like a low-end QB1 this okay. week. Just just because the scrambling is so good. We saw it with Josh Allen yesterday. I mean, even though Al, I mean, Allen had one of his best games of the year, but he continues. These guys who continue to create with their legs, it just doesn't really matter in some of these bad matchups. Like, they can just come, you know, make up for it with their legs. Watson just scares the crap out of me because, like, Watson is so... He's all or nothing, man. Like Watson is one he of those. Been Watson is one of those quarterbacks that can win you a week or absolutely crush you he, he in is. a week. There, there's really been very little in between uh, with him. Uh, so, so start Deshaun Watson with with caution this week. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a fade for me against the Patriots. I mean, nobody's been tougher against fantasy running backs in New England. So I don't want anything to do with Carlos Hyde. Uh, New Hopkins, obviously, got to play him. That's going to be a fun matchup to oh, watch yeah. this week. New Hopkins, Stephon Gilmore, Patriots defensive backfield. Will Fuller, despite the fact that he had a huge game uh, last the last time he was out there, I don't want anything to do with him against the Patriots. I'd fade him uh, this week as well. Patriots defense, what are we thinking? I mean, Houston's offensive line is not that great. No, I would I would definitely play Pat's defense this okay. week just because Deshaun Watson, you mentioned that their yep. offensive line uh, Agreed. Is, is bad. Real quick, too, Philip Dorsett did clear the concussion protocol, uh, I think, yesterday on Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so they'll get him back. So that, that kind of does help, uh, I guess, a little bit. They're getting a field stretcher back on the field for, yep. for Brady. Uh, just real quick, wanted to note that. Okay. Uh, final game. Vikings at Seahawks. Uh, injuries, I mean, we're looking at Adam Thielen. I don't know what the heck's going on no, with I, him, guys. But I have I, no idea. I probably, I probably wouldn't play him. Yeah. You can't wait until no, Monday night. No, you can't wait. You can't wait till Monday night. I mean, uh, honestly, and, and, what I are mean, you going to do? Unless you have Metcalf and you can maybe like just yeah, see. I was going to see. If you, it, have, if you have Metcalf or you're just totally desperate and you absolutely have to have Thielen, I guess you could pick up like Josh Gordon or BC Johnson and just wait. Yeah. But, eh. yeah, I, I'm, I – I have no idea what, what's going to happen with Adam Thielen this week. It seems like he's a true game time call. And because yep. this game's on Monday night, I don't think you can you can wait. Yeah, Viking side, I think it's pretty uh, pretty self-evident. Dalvin Cook, yep. uh, uh, Stephon Dix, and, and then, you know, Kyle Rudolph. This is a great matchup for Kyle Rudolph. The Seahawks, as much as we crap on the Cardinals, and, and they deserve to be crapped on, the Seahawks are not good against tight ends either. And if Adam Thielen is out once again, Kyle Rudolph is a tremendous play. Now let's get back to Kirk Cousins. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is underrated. Like, because, he has been. Because, like, I get it. He started off really slowly based on what Kevin Stefanski did with the offense and giving the ball to Dalvin Cook 700 times a game. But, all right, Cousins, I mean, he's had one bad fantasy game lately, and that was a 285-yard effort against the Redskins mm-hmm. where he didn't have a touchdown pass. He was pass, amazing in that but game, But he though. was ridiculously yeah. accurate in that game yeah. and efficient. The Seahawks, this is not the Legion of Boom, my friends. This is a defense that's a lot of top 10 fantasy quarterback in four of its last six games. Okay? Three other quarterbacks they have faced this year have finished in the top 14. And Kirk Cousins is playing at a high level right now, guys. And I get it. Oh, Kirk Cousins in lights. Prime time. Was that game against the Cowboys in prime time? I seem to, 20 seem points. to remember that. 20 points. Seem to remember that. For, Kirk Cousins is a good play this week. I mean, I have him in my top 10. I, I'm not saying he's a high-end QB1. I have him at the low end of the QB1s. Yeah, but I, I've said I'd play him over Deshaun Watson this week. I think he's uh, I think he's good to go. Now, the biggest question mark in this game from a fantasy perspective, Seahawks backfield. What yeah. Are you doing? I have no idea. <laughs> it's so I mean, hard. You know, people I, people look, come to us and, and think have we no have idea. the answers. No. If I could get into the locker room of all 32 NFL teams every single week, number one, I'd probably start my own website. Right. Okay. Um, but number two, we'd have a better idea of what's going on. I, we can't watch practices uh, of all these teams. We don't know what's going to happen. And you know what? Sometimes the coaches don't know what's going to happen. I would expect Chris Carson to play. If Chris Carson goes out there 
and just plays tremendous football, then Rashad Penny could get phased out altogether. Yeah. If Chris Carson fumbles again, or if he struggles, we see more Rashad Penny. So the only thing I, I can really offer in terms of insight here is Rashad Penny last week played the best game of his career by far. I, I thought Penny looked explosive. I thought he looked sudden. I thought he had the same speed and burst that I loved coming out of college uh, with him. The issue now becomes... I have no idea who's going to play. I have no idea who's going to start. I mean, yep. Pete Carroll and, and the Seahawks have backed their guy, Chris Carson, all year, no matter the fumbling. But it seems like now that Rashad Penny's healthy, mind you, Penny was dealing with a hamstring injury for most of the season. Yep. Uh, and it seems like he's over that and healthy now. And, you know, Seahawks are going down the stretch here. Chris Carson's handled nearly 300 touches already this year. Like, I, I could totally see a situation where Carson doesn't get phased out of this offense necessarily. I mean, Carson's already, he's already got over 240 touches. He's on pace yeah. well over 300 touches this year. I could, I, I'm not saying Carson's going to be, you know, phased out of this offense. But last week, Carson played 51% of the snaps. That was by far the lowest snap rate he's had in months. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really don't know if you can trust Carson here, but the issue, Fabs. And the matchup's bad, too. The matchup's not great. Yeah. The issue is, 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 is there are there other running backs that you like theoretically have on your team that you could play over Carson? I have I have one league where I got to play him. I mean, I yeah. have to. Like, I'm not playing Benny Snell over him. I'm just not. Doing no, it. you can't do. that. I'm not doing that. So yeah. uh, I'm not playing Carlos Hyde over him. So that that that's sort of where we're at. Um, we're gonna we're gonna here be very interested to see what happens with that backfield. Would you play? This is probably pretty obvious, but Ronald Jones over Carson? Yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, James White, that one's no. close. No. Yeah, I think so too. Nope. Uh, Miles Sanders for sure, right? Yep, Miles Sanders for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Tyler Lockett, yeah, not a great game last week, but also, I mean, th they they flew into Hornets Nest last week. That Eagles defense is nasty at the link. Uh, so obviously he's he's a star. DK Metcalf is a nice you know quote unquote sleeper. I don't think he's a sleeper anymore. Uh, the Vikings have struggled against bonded receivers, and Jacob Hollister is a really good play. Don't fret that he didn't have a big stat line last week. It should have been much better. Russell Wilson sailed a pass over his head yeah, in the he end did. zone. Should have had it. He did. Also keep in mind that this season, no team in the National Football League has seen more targets against them, the tight ends, than Minnesota. They're wow. averaging over six catches a game. They've allowed the fourth most receiving yards to tight ends this year. Hollister remains a very good play uh, in this contest, and the weather should be fine. Actually, for Seattle in like you know, end of November, December, it's actually going to be pretty decent. That it's is surprising. Like 40 degrees. That's surprising given the uh, the storm that just. And if you're looking for a too. kicker, uh, Jason Myers is is a nice streamer this week. No question uh, about that. So, Seahawks Vikings. That should be an interesting game. There's a lot riding on that game. A lot riding on that game. And two quarterbacks in that game, in Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. And I know neither one is going to win the MVP. It's going to be Lamar Jackson. At least he should. But these guys are playing. Uh, at a at a very very high level. All right, so that's our that's our look at the week 13 fantasy matchups guys and uh now you know what time it is. Are you ready? It's fantasy bold prediction time. God, I love Matt Money Smith. He has one of the best voices I love in the it. business. He he sounds like a guy who like had been smoking Benson and Hedges since <laughs> he was 15. But, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, a lot of people talk about how Tiger Woods was born, you know, with this talent to play golf. And, you know, others have been born with the talent to succeed in right. sports and other things. This guy was born with a voice that there was no other career path. He was going into radio and television with that voice. And uh, despite the fact that me and Money bust stones constantly, you know, he's one of my favorite people uh, here at the NFL Network. So 
Graham Barfield. Yes. Give me your bold prediction for week 13. Sure. My bold call this week will be uh, Lev Bell is going to finish as this week's RB1. He has Ooh. not finished as the number one scoring running back in nearly two years, Fabs. It's been since 2017 since Bell was the weekly RB1. And I think this is just the right spot for it to happen. I mean, this Bengals team is just, I mean, they're just atrocious on the ground, right? And, uh, you know, we, we've we been picking on them all year long. They've given up uh, now over the last two months, they've given up the second most yards per game mm-hmm. to opposing backs. Bell's averaging like well over 20 touches per game. I think the Jets will get ahead and control the game script here. Uh, this is just a really good spot for him to have a monster, monster game finally. All right. Uh, my bold prediction, David Blau. Blau. Two touchdowns over 17 fantasy points this week. <laughs> I still can't get over that. That's why I, I was texting Bob Harris, my, my one of my best buddies in the industry. And I, I, I literally just texted him like when when Galladay had that long touchdown. I said, I hate fantasy football. Yeah, I hate it. That's- Sometimes I, I have a love hate relationship with the Cowboys. I have a love hate relationship with fantasy football as well. But when that guy went off, yeah, I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. God darn it. He had more points than Drew Brees. He had more points than Matt Ryan. He did. It's 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 ridiculous. Third string quarterback. Anyways, my real bold prediction, and you're gonna like this one, Nabil. It's not really. I mean, I, maybe it's bold because Aaron Rodgers. Let's be honest. He's been him been good in fantasy. Like 65 percent of his games this year, fewer than 15 fantasy points. That sucks. Yeah, a lot it's not of the, good. A lot of the touchdowns have been going to the running backs. You know, not good. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. against the Cowboys when Aaron Jones had 50. Yeah. Um, now now keep tabs on the weather, guys. Okay, I'm not a meteorologist. All right. I didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn last night. I can't predict the weather. Some people would say I can't predict fantasy football. For those, go spit. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have 30-plus points this week against against the, the Giants. The Giants' defense is bad, dude. Definitely possible. They're, they're awful. And, and they've given up a big games to some like kind of black quarterbacks this year. Um, I think Rodgers just smashes this week. Again, keep tabs on the weather. But if all things are equal... Aaron Rodgers could end up being the top five quarterback this week. And that has been, let's just not see, it, it hasn't been the norm. I mean, he, he hasn't been good in fantasy this year. Part of it is because of the success with the ground game. And part of it is because, well, it sucks. We all get older. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is not throwing the ball as much as we'd like him to. But uh, I, I think he has a monster game. I think the Packers really show up. I mean, they could put a 40-burger on the Giants, you know, this week. Look at you smiling. You're so happy. Nabil, Nabil yeah. loves this right now. He's loves loving it. every second. I'm, I'm, Giants I, right now. Am I then... jinxing the hell out of your team right now? No, no, I, I think they're going to have a big game, and then yeah. they have the Redskins the week after. So yes. right, but then, but then they've got I think Bears Vikings or yeah. Vi- and, and either, so so Rogers is going to get you two more good stat lines. I feel like, and then you're going to put them to bed for the season. Maybe it's the Lions, but yeah. no, I well no no no. They, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's the Vikings and Bears in the last two weeks of the fantasy playoffs for for, for Aaron Rodgers. So. Um, so you start them this week, you start them against the Redskins, yeah, they, and, then, and then maybe you hybrid. Yeah, they play the Lions week 17. Yeah, so week 17 doesn't mean anything. Uh, well, I mean, maybe. There's plenty maybe. of people out there that play some week 17 fantasy. I, 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 have, never played fantasy, it. I have never played in a league that went to week 17. I, I have, and it's miserable. It's miserable. Why Why put your, dude, don't, enjoy, you know what? Week 17 look, should be for enjoying championships and, and sort of, you know. Friends don't let friends play in week 17, unless it's daily. Unless you're right. playing daily. Unless it's daily. Yeah. Unless it's daily. Do not have your championship week 17. All right, guys. That's uh, that's all. Hopefully, you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I know we did, um, despite the fact that the Cowboys stink. But again, I'm I, now I want the Cowboys to lose every game the rest of the year. I just don't care. I'm out. I'm out. I want them to lose. I want Garrett out. I want Jerry Jones to have no more excuses but to get rid of the 
get rid of this. Hey, guy. if the Eagle if the Eagles win this weekend, they're right back. Uh, six I know, and six. I know, and it's I believe, a, a, I, and I'm pretty sure. I got to look at the schedule. I'm pretty sure we play them, and we have to play them. I think in Philadelphia because the game that we played where we crushed the Eagles was in Dallas. So uh, yeah, we week week 16 against the Eagles. So that'll be that might be for the division. That'll be for the division. And uh, my, my friends, the Bella Twins, uh, Kathy, uh, all, all my all my pals over there. Um, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I'm I'm I, I want the Cowboys are not going to win anything. We're not. If we win the division, who gives a rat's patootie? We're going to lose in the playoffs. We're not winning anything. I'd rather I'd rather just start fresh in in, in 2020 uh, with this team. Jerry, sorry, Bell. Um, Jason, Jason Garrett's got to go. Anyways, uh, I digress. Again, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Graham and I will be back here on Monday with our pal Marcus Grant, who hopefully is in a tryptophan-induced coma right now uh, at home, enjoying his day off. We will see you next week. Good luck in your Week 13 matchups. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 